Welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Hello and welcome to the Service Accommodation Property Podcast. Our keynote speaker today is Henry Guyben. Now, Henry is his focus of his talk today is how to find more service accommodation units. So Henry's background, he has run multi-million pound businesses. He owns and runs multi-million pound businesses right now. He has a portfolio of service accommodation properties, 14 service accommodation properties, a mixture of rent to service accommodation and also service accommodation management. He's currently negotiating buying a multi-million pound business and also turning guest house B&Bs into apartment hotel. So he's got an awful lot of wisdom and knowledge to share with you today. Please give Henry a massive round of applause. Henry Guyman, everyone. Right, who here would like to find more units? Not everyone? Who here would like to find more units? That's better. Who would like to find more units quickly? Who's really impatient and wants to scale quickly? Good, right, I've got you covered today. Firstly, I just want to say thank you to Kevin and Caroline for giving me the opportunity to stand up here today. Also, thank you to Matt for organising the event and even giving us plugs in the middle of the table now, which is like, he is a game changer in event managers. You know, like, he is the, he is the top level. Um, so my intention today with this talk is I've been on this mastermind mentoring, um, I think for about a year now, and I've picked up different things that come up that come with challenges over time. And I'm gonna be talking through some of those challenges, like Kevin said, time and mindset is one of the biggest things that comes up. So firstly, who am I? I'm Henry Guyben, I'm based in Southampton. I've been in business for 15 years, running multiple different businesses. Core business is, a tree surgery business. I grew up with my father doing flips the hard way. So basically my dad's idea of doing flips was buying an absolute wreck that you could barely live in, putting a caravan on site, and then us living in it for three to four years. And my teenage weekends pushing wheelbarrows round, watching my dad beat his body up, his knees have gone now, his hips have gone. And I went, I don't like this property thing. That's really, really hard. Hence why it took me 20 years after that to finally get into property when I realised that you could leverage other people's time. Um, I'm also a, a mentor and assistant trainer here at Progressive. Um, I run and own my own service accommodation business in Southampton. I'm very proud to be the host of the Fail Forward podcast. And basically all my strategies are all roads lead to SA. So anything that we buy, lease option, apart hotels, everything it is all roads lead to service accommodation. And my main focus now is what I love doing is training and mentoring, um, especially you guys in this room. So before getting educated in, about property, this is me on site. You can see looking very miserable there on the left-hand side. It had been pouring with rain all day. So I was a tree surgeon. This was me up in the tree there. And it's a very labor-intensive job and it's a very much a, a young man's game. 
but I was quite good at it. And then I decided to start my own business and at 24, and we grew the business from me to 47 staff um, and a multi seven figure business. But going back um, to 2019, unfortunately that business went under. I basically went and did business. I was hardworking, committed, driven and determined, which was great, but I didn't learn anything about um, business. I wasn't on masterminds. I hadn't been doing any self-development. So I had this massive tree surgery business. And when business was good, it wasn't easy, but it was simple. But when things started going wrong and I didn't have the right support network and I didn't know my numbers and the, and the knowledge, then unfortunately that business suddenly just went from me. And it was before COVID, BC, as you can see, because people will say, was it COVID? It wasn't COVID. Um, and this picture here is me on the left putting myself into hospital because I just overworked myself, over drinking, overeating, and generally stress working 12, 13 hours a day. The picture on the right hand side is our first property that me and my wife bought. Um, at the time of this, um, my business going under, we had a newborn baby, Ned, my son, and we had my daughter, um, three years old. And you could, as you can imagine, the pressure was huge. We had half a million pounds worth of debt. Um, we had 200,000 pounds worth of that was personal guarantees. Our house wasn't repossessed, but we had to sell it. So we bought this house. Um, we did it up like my dad did, doing it in our spare time. And we had a couple of grand, 100 grand's worth of equity. And that's what essentially got us out of the, the, the shit, basically. Um, so we sold that, sold that um, property and then we went to restart again. And the reason why I tell you this story, because people um, see that I came into the property industry and I did quite well really quickly. And that was because I had a fire in my belly. I had lost and I was in a really uncomfortable place. I've never been more driven in that year. So I started um, January 2020. I quit alcohol. I was supposed to be for three months, but I've just still quit because I realized the energy I had after quitting alcohol. I then had a year to basically rebuild my life and try and get my life and house back again. And if I always say, if I, could, if I could drink that feeling, not the feeling of the anxiety and stress, but the feeling of drive and determination, the focus that I had in that year, you can see why people become billionaires. Because if they're always in that zone and they're drinking that, that, that determination, then you can get so much done. Like nothing else matters in that time. And one of the biggest drivers were, we had to move out into um, rented accommodation. And this is Ned's room. So he was six months old at this point. And you might not be able to see it in the photos. And if you're listening in the podcast, it's basically three photos of a very moldy room that was my son's room. So you could imagine how heartbreaking that is coming back every day and knowing you've got these mold problems and there's nothing you can do about it apart from go and try and make as much money as possible to be able to make your life good again. And that's where I, the reason why I share this with you is not because I want anybody here to build a big business and it to go under, but if we can try and replicate some of the mindset and some of that focus and vision within our day-to-day -day business and lives, then we can, you can get your units fast. You can be able to scale your business because you're going to cut out all the noise, all the procrastination, the social media, and you're just going to go and make shit happen. Um, so um, the Robert Kiyosaki says, winners are not afraid of losing, but losers are. Failure is part of the process of success. People who avoid failure 
also avoid success. I was so fearful before my business went under of failing that actually I was, wasn't seeing all the small little failures that I, I could learn from. The way I see it is failure doesn't exist. It's, it shouldn't be a word in the dictionary because it's so negative. You either win or learn. And actually I was interviewing someone on my podcast the other day and someone said to me, oh, my son came home the other day and his school have got an acronym for fail and it's first attempt in learning, which I was like, yes, that's exactly it. This is what they need to be teaching children that actually failure it's it's only a negative if you do not learn from it and it, you can fail forward and learn and if you're just looking at everything in a small way all your little failures and you're looking at them and going okay what can I learn from this what can I learn from this then you're only ever going to move forward in your business so this is my why this is um, Sarah Esme and Ned this was last year when we went to um, Barcelona and we managed to take two months off last year so it was the first time in 15 years I managed to take two months off without the most catastrophic things happening which it used to happen pre the business going under but this is my reason why I do it and everyone's definition of success is different and it's really important to not get caught out by looking at social media and living other people's dreams my definition of success is the amount of time I spend with my children. That might change when they become teenagers and they're slamming the door in my face. You know, my definition of success might be completely different then. But right now, my definition of success is my family. And the reason why I share this is because if you can find a why, a big why, and it might be a Porsche 911 GT3, that's one of my whys, but it's not important to me right now. But if you, find, if you get your why, which is definitely to you, and you know what your why is, it, Kevin always says it, it's your why power, that's your willpower. When you know why you, you're doing what you're doing, you can use it, because business is hard, it's not easy, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. There will be days where you're getting rejection, you're getting pushed back. But if you know why you're doing what you're doing, it's gonna help you when you're in the trenches going, Going through doing what you're doing. So luckily, or say luckily, a lot of hard work, we managed to buy back a house and it was twice the house that we bought before and this was in four, 14 months of losing it all. So you can see what you can do when you're in a place of discomfort and you're razor focused, you're in a zone and you can keep pushing on. So what I'm going to do in this talk is really talk to you about some tips that I picked up on the way to be really, really efficient. One of the biggest things that I hear people say all the time is I don't have enough time. So what I'm going to do in this this next section is give you some tangible things that you can go away and use within your businesses tomorrow to try and get more time back because ultimately if you want more units you need more time to be able to spend on finding more units it is a numbers game like Kevin's taught you on the course all the strategies tactics of how to and I'm actually not going to talk too much about the how to today I'm more going to talk about how you get yourself in the position so you can play that numbers game be speaking to lots of agents be speaking to lots of landlords so the first thing is leveraging other people's time. The best way to scale anything is by using other people's time. Now, I know what you might be thinking, possibly, I, currently I don't have other people I can leverage, like I don't employ people, but what you can do is be really resourceful. Like some of you have had to be really resourceful to be here today, and you've got resource in your locker. For example, when I first started sending direct-to-vendor letters, I didn't have a team, I didn't have any money, so I spoke to my friend's niece, who was 14 years old, and she spent days just putting letters in in, in um, envelopes and stamps and then sending them off. If I'd have spent three, four hours doing that, then that takes me away from doing the higher income generating tasks like going and trying to speak to land, landlords and procrastination, can, you can easily lose hours doing things that aren't important. So the best thing you can do is try and leverage other people's time. And the next tip on leveraging other people's time to really get your head, mindset into it is value your own time. 
Start valuing your own time. In a business, you'll have lots of highly important tasks, but they're low value in the sense that anybody could do them, in the sense an admin can do them, and someone can do it in your business that's not you, because as a business owner, you want to be concentrating on finding the unit, scaling your business. And a way to do this is work out what your hourly rate is. Now, if you're not paying yourself a lot of money right now, that might be quite low, but the way I do it is I worked out what I wanted to be earning, and then I worked out my hourly rate. For example, if you wanna earn profit in your account, 4,000 pounds a week, you're gonna be paying yourself 100 pounds an hour, essentially. So when you're doing a task in your business, and it is a 10 pound task, it's highly important, but anybody could do it. You've gotta ask yourself, is this the best use of my time? And then you start getting your head into, oh, I'm licking the, all these envelopes, and I'm putting these stamps on, this is not the best use of my time, I can leverage this to someone else. It's really easy in business, to get caught up in the hamster wheel of doing lots of important tasks and just going round and round and round and then not finding the time to do all of the important higher income generating tasks. And sometimes they're the most difficult tasks. But if you can value your own time, then you'll be in a position where you go, okay, right, this is not the best use of my time. Phone those 10 agents. Go out and, and sit, meet those landlords. When writing lists, who loves lists here? Anyone love writing a list? I know there's more of you out there. But you write lists and then you get lots of lists. We've been talking about this on my table today and you've got a list of 50 things. 50 things in your list, it's overwhelming. What's gonna happen when you're overwhelmed? You're not gonna put your feet in front of each other and get shit, shit done. So what I do is I write a list and on that list I'll write down everything I need to do that month or that week and then next to each thing I'll write the name of the person that's gonna do it. And then you'll find that your list will get, literally get smaller because you can start going, all right, my auntie can do that, yeah, my brother can do that, my wife can do that. You know, and if you've got a team and you're starting to grow a team, then it gets you in the habit of when you do get a team, that you're not trying to do everything yourself. So write a list and then write a secondary list of the actual things you do. Someone told me the other day that if you've got more, more than three things on your list, you're gonna get overwhelmed. So make sure that when you're writing lists, it's, it's, it's so nice to write a list and because then you go, right, what are the things I can do quickly? Tick, 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 tick. But then you realize two hours have gone by and you're doing the low value tasks and you're not doing the one thing, which is speak to agents and speak to landlords that's gonna get you to where you wanna get to. Um, a big game changer for me was um, a book called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. And in this book, he even, um, he even gets someone else to write it to show the example of the who, not how. He gets his who. So when you think, how can I do something, rather than think, how can I do something, who are you going to get to do it? For example, I was trying to do SEO on my website. I bought two SEO books. I was just, it was doing my brain in. Like, it was making my brain hurt. I'm not tech. I read this book and I suddenly went, oh. I just need to get an SEO company. I've now paid that SEO company. I'm not reading books and I'm going out meeting landlords and getting more properties. Um, WhatsApp voice notes are the best, quickest and most direct way that you can get your team when you're leveraging other people's time to get to do what you want to. Because if you write out a text message, it takes a long time, plus they can't hear your voice and the context and everything like that. You can send a voice note to somebody, like quite often what happens when you phone somebody, hi, how are you, how was your weekend? You get this whole thing five minutes before you've actually got to the point of what you wanna talk about. Yes, we wanna look after people, I'm a people's person, I want all the niceties, but if you can just, 
WhatsApp voice note someone, it's going to save you lots and lots of time in your business. And the thing that I do now is when people send me WhatsApp voice notes, because everyone in my life's got used to sending me WhatsApp voice notes, and sometimes you get a 15 minute one, that instantly goes on times two. It takes a bit of time getting used to, but listen to it on 1.5 or times two, you're going to save. You think you get an hour of voice notes every day, that's saving you half an hour. That's half an hour more time to speak to agents, speak to landlords, get more properties. Um, Systemisation and automation, well this is why we love SA, right? Because you can automate and systemise your business really, really quickly. So from day one, you know, I'm not going to go into systems and automation, but you can just systemise and automate your business really quickly. Get a mentor, I don't have to say that to all you guys because you're sat in this wonderful mastermind, but getting a mentor is one of the best life hacks because you can hack 10 years of looking at what other people are doing and learn the things they do well and learn, the things, and learn from their mistakes. Then social media. Anyone a TikTok fan here? I know there's not going to be any hands going out. Yeah, it's my guilty pleasure too. I love, I absolutely love TikTok, but it is a massive time draw. You can lose hours, but I've got a hack for you. Just watch really, really positive people. Watch people like David Goggins, because the algorithms on these apps will learn what you like. So if you watch trash, you're going to get given trash. If you watch really positive motivational stuff, you'll watch it for two minutes and you'll feel so motivated that you're like, right, I've got to put my phone down. I've got to go and call those agents. So social media, don't be a consumer. Start producing stuff on social media, start getting yourself out there, getting known, liked and trusted by people. Since I've been on social media, I've had so many people say, I'm fed up of seeing you on social media. I'm like, cool, well, I'm following me. But that's 1% of people that make comments. I've had so much opportunity, Kevin mentioned it. Since I've been on social media, I've had so many people coming towards me. I've got people wanting to buy businesses with me. I've had deals come my way. Like use social media as a producer, not a consumer. Because the more you can put out there, the more you tell your story, you will have people moving towards you. The most difficult thing with social media is, is when you're procrastinating and you've got your list of things to do and you've got your most difficult thing to do, the chances are you're gonna look at notification and you lose two hours and you've still not called that agent. So use social media to your advantage. Don't use it to be a time draw. You know, there was a reason why Steve Jobs didn't let his children have iPhones, because they're meant to take our attention away from us. So we're going to move on to mindset. Um, this is one of my favourite sayings of all time, because since I've been scaling and going on this journey in my life in the last four years, so many people said, you can't do that. You need one business. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. So whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Now, I'm not that love drunk to say you believe it, you dream it, and it happens. You've still got to put a lot of action in. But if you sit here thinking, I can't get any units, I can't do this, the chances are that you're not. So you've start, got to start believing in yourself. The first person you've got to believe in is you. Like, not other people, it's you. You have to get your mindset right. So we're going to talk a few things around mindset. And the four areas are manifestation and goal setting, um, growth mindset, which you've all got in abundance because you're here and you've sat the course, um, how to improve your environment and how you look after yourself, how you regulate your emotional and mental, mental um, abilities. So manifestation and goal setting. When people first started talking to me about manifestation, I was like, Mm, like, I don't really get this. I can't just picture being a millionaire and I'm going to be a millionaire. Like, this, this doesn't really work for me. But what does work for me is picturing me picking up the keys. 
me picturing me being a successful property investor and starting to picture you doing it. Because if you can't picture you doing it, then you're going to get mindset blocks coming up. So dreams without action equals procrastination. So if you're just a dreamer and you're not actually going and putting the, putting the action in, you're going to end up procrastinating. And if you have action without goals, you're going to burn out because you have no idea where you're going. Like if you, unless you know Scotland, if you're going to go drive to Scotland tomorrow, you're going to need a map and you're going to need to know where you're going. So in business, if, you're not, if you don't know where you're going, you're literally pissing in the wind. You need to know where you're going to be able to work out how to get there. So you need to be goal setting, not just this month, six months, a year, looking at where you're going to be in five years, starting with the end in mind. So just remember, goals plus action will equal success. And some days it doesn't feel like it's coming. I've spent 15 years thinking it's not going to come. And in the last six months, it is just gone. So some days it can feel relentless um, and other times it doesn't, but you've just got to keep on keeping on. We've been talking about this on my table today. And as Rob Moore says, New level, new devil. And this is where the growth mindset bit comes in. As your business grows, you need to level up. And what, that, what I mean by that is, is learning, as your business grows, you're gonna learn different things. And it's not for you to learn everything so you have to do, it's so you learn everything so you know how to delegate. You don't need to know every last intrinsic bit, but as you go on this, this, this journey of, of self-development, growth mindset, and you're learning different things, reading books, listening to podcasts, um, going, on, going on different courses will help you and give you the confidence to go out there and make shit happen. And as I say here, fail forward. Just remember, there, there will be mistakes being made. There will be things that go wrong, but you either win or you learn. So your environment, so improving your environment, you've all heard this before, you are the sum of the five people you spend most time with. So if you go to Weatherspoons, and don't, don't get me wrong, I love Weatherspoons, and you stand at the bar with all the grumpy old gits, and you listen to them moaning about the country, moaning about everything else, then the chances are you're gonna be moaning about everything with them. But if you can improve your environment and spend it with positive people, successful people, and be learning from that environment, that's gonna help you get yourself into the right place. So there's a few ways that we can improve that. And that's by business networking. And actually, like this will help your environment, but also it help you get units. I started business networking after I lost it all. And I walked into a BNI, and this sounds crazy now when I'm stood up here in front of all you people. And I walked into a BNI with 20 people in, in the room, and I walked in and I walked straight back out again. I went, nope, not today. I was so anxious and stressed that I couldn't do it. But then I pushed myself to go the following week and it was the best thing I ever did because standing up in front of 20 people every week saying exactly what you do, it builds confidence. And if I hadn't gone business networking, I can guarantee I wouldn't be stood on this stage now. So business network can help improve your environment because you're around other business owners, you're around other weirdos who want to spend all their time you know, making money, being successful. And you get to potentially say, I can help landlords and you get deals out of it as well. Your competi mates, being around your competi mates, they're all going on a journey. They've all got goals to where you want to get to. Co-working offices, there's something definitely now, we've had COVID, there's so many co-working offices. I've got one in Southampton that I pay to, be, to go to, and it's just lots of other business owners. It's like the business version of Weatherspoons. There's just lots of successful people in there that you can then go and talk and network and be around the coffee machine. What do you do? Oh, what do you do? Oh yeah, great, I can help you out with that. So not only does that improve your mindset, you're gonna get deals from going to these places. 
Um, and then you've got like health clubs, golf courses, flying and yacht clubs. I know Rob and Mark used to hang out in the flying club. You know, like there's these places are going to have lots of successful people. Not only can you get deals, you are going to be lifted by being around these people and understanding how other weirdo successful people work and learning from what they do. So I say it again, you are the sum of the five people you spend most time with. So have a think about who you're spending time with. Now don't go and dump all your family and friends. I don't want any messages next week saying everyone's left me, but you know, they're very important family and friends, but think about on a, on a normal working week, who are you spending your most time with? And self-care is a huge one. So when you're going out um, into the world and you're, you're going to go and do things, you're going to get a lot of rejection. You're going to get a lot of knockback. You're going to have to work on your mind. And when you work on yourself, it really does help reduce stress, increases energy and productivity, because you're going to need to make shit happen. So you're going to have to have lots of energy. It enhances creativity. So when you're um, taking yourself out of your business, your creative mind gets going. And I've come from a very creative family, but it got lost on me. I've got my, my sister is an artist. My auntie, my auntie is a fashion designer in New York. I don't have anything creative in me. Well, I didn't think so until I started in business. And now I realize that being creative in business means you're very good at problem solving or you can be very good at problem solving. And your ability to solve problems quickly and be decisive will have a, a direct comparison on how successful you are. If you procrastinate a lot, then it's going, to be, it's going to slow down your decision making. So when you're looking after yourself, it really does help, help enhance creativity. And as I say here, improve decision making. And also it sets a positive example around you. When you're a leader of a business and you've got multiple people around you, if you're looking after yourself and you're turning up in the best possible mental and emotional state, then you're going to be leading and people are going to follow you with that. So ways to, with self-care, exercise. Um, exercise is a massive one for me. Going out and doing something energetic first thing in the morning. Um, meditation, I'm not too keen on, but I do it with a lot of resistance, but some people get into it and it helps a lot. Um, hobbies, doing things that enjoy, whether it's um, reading books, whether it's Warhammer, whether it's you know, walking, whatever it is, having some hobbies that take you away from your business. Cold water therapy is a huge one for me. I bought an ice bath at the beginning of this year and literally I do an ice bath in the morning and I'm buzzing till about one o'clock in the afternoon. A run, an ice bath and a coffee in the morning and you literally can take on the world. But the whole point of this is that you find things that work for you, because what works for me might not work for all of you lot. Like Caroline's shaking her head at the back, no way. Like Sarah, my wife, I'm like, Sarah, you're gonna get in the ice bath? She's like, you're not getting me in that. No way, I like my warm showers. But you've got to find what works for you. Um, diet is a huge one. Working on your energy levels through the day. Like if you wanna get lots of units, if you wanna go fast, you're gonna have to have high energy, you're gonna have to be in a good place. So working on, on your diet and working what foods work and what, what what doesn't. Self-development, as we've talked about, like learning to level up in yourself will help. And taking holidays, taking your time out of your business. And I'm going back to go away for a month as of Monday. And my team already know, they're like, Henry, please don't do what you usually do on holiday. And I'm like, what's that? And they're like, message us every day with new ideas you've got. Because you go away, but actually when you go away, you see your life away completely. And you start having all, you see all of the solutions to all the problems, because sometimes you're this close to it, you can't see it. That's where mentors help, because your mentors generally tell you things that you already know, but then you go, oh, why am I not doing that? And then you go, oh, this is why the value of a mastermind, this is the value of, a ma of mentoring. 
So this is, if anyone's seen it, and if you listen to a podcast, I've got an iceberg on, on the screen. Um, has anyone seen the iceberg analogy before? So you've got success, everyone sees success. So someone might see me now buy multi-million pound businesses and think, oh, it's all right for him. It's right for him because people only see that. They don't see underneath all the hard work, the commitment, the failures and rejections. When you're going out and finding units, you're going to be knocked back time and time and time again. And this is why when you get yourself in the best possible mental and emotional state, you find the time and you can just go at it and make shit happen every single day, you will be successful. But you've got to accept that there will be bumps in the road. You are going to get knockbacks. It might take you six months, 10 months to get your first unit. It might take longer than you and anticipated, but you've just got to keep going and keep pushing on. So make shit happen, be relentless, be consistent, and the most important thing is never give up. Like there is something to be said for people that stay in the game. Like so many people learn something new, think, oh, this is a great idea, I'm going to get it. They'll go out, do it once, and they'll give up. And obviously that's why you guys invest in this mastermind and I honestly, hats off to everybody that has because you've got people who are constantly going, come on, Pick back up again, let's go again, let's go again. So be relentless, be consistent and never give up. And then when it comes to finding units, this is my last little bit on how to find units, is you wanna be phone, phoning agents and have a power hour. What I do in a power hour is I close my laptop, I turn off all my notifications, I close the door, I tell the kids don't come in, Sarah don't come in, and I'll have a list of all the people I'm gonna call and I will just hammer that phone. The first one you'll be saying to yourself, hmm, oh, do you know what, I might just go and, uh, yeah, I've got that job to do in the garage and I've just got this other thing to go and do and I've just got this other thing to do. Like, do your power hour early in the day so you can't make excuses. Clear all of your notifications and just keep picking the phone up and phoning. Because by phone, co phone call four, your endorphins are going to be rushing. You're going to step out your comfort zone. You're going to be having some good conversations with people. And then you're going to be able to do, like in an hour, you could easily make 60 phone calls. Like there's nothing stopping anybody in this room for phoning tomorrow, going right, I'm clearing an hour in my diary and I'm gonna phone 60 agents in my area. Actually, I challenge everybody who's trying to find units to do this exact thing. Tomorrow is Friday, so you'll have time do all the things I said to make time and go and phone 60 agents and just try it. Turn all your notifications off and I guarantee out of 60 calls you'll have at least one agent that you'll have a good call with, if not more. So make sure you do a power hour, email people and, then, and one of the newest things I'm doing is direct mailing people. How much stuff do people get through in the post? A lot? Not that much. How much post were you getting uh, 10 years ago? Loads. How many emails are you guys getting now? Loads. So, so change it. If you've got an agent or a landlord you know, send them something. Don't send them a letter. Send them a chocolate bar. Send them some sweets, something they're going to remember you by. Because I guarantee you, when someone gets a parcel through, they'll see all the brown letters, they'll see all the other letters, they will open the box. That'll be the first thing they do. I now have a team that open all the posts, but I get all the boxes. So if you're ever trying to get to anybody, send them something in a, in a box, because I guarantee you that they'll op that they'll, they will open it. And the last thing is meeting people in, in person. Property is a people's game. It's a relationship game. The more you build the relationships, the more opportunity will come. You know, genuine relationships, talking to people and them getting to know you. Like you are all in this room because Kevin and Caroline attract their tribe. You're all really good, likeable people. So you will be able to go and use that and go and get to know people. And as soon as you build relationships, deals will come. I can assure you of that. 
So lastly, oh, I've gone to Matt's sides. Lastly, if anyone has enjoyed this talk today and you want to listen to me more, I have a podcast called Fail Forward. In that podcast, what we do is we interview people who have been through adversity and difficult times to show and highlight the different tra characteristic traits that they have to, to be able to showcase that world, to not fear failure. And I also do a lot of solo episodes and I also interview other people who have helped me through the success in the last few years. So thanks all for listening. Cheers, guys. Okay, so thanks very much, Henry. Some inspirational stuff there. I think you'll all agree. So, Henry, if people listening in on the podcast uh, wanted to reach out to you, what would be the best way? For so, them I'm to pretty do that? old school. Um, I love Facebook, but it's spelled H E N R I, and surname is basically the alphabet G H I J, and then Ben on the end, B E N. Easy way to remember. Fantastic. Another round of applause for Henry, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation.